The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Peter King decides to throw a bomb, triggering a lot of Chicago Bears fans in his retirement post. Plus, the top three quarterbacks and Marvin Harrison Jr. are not going to work out at the draft combine, which surprised a lot of people, even though me, C-Dub, and Bobby kind of warned you guys that that was going to happen. We're also going to talk about the position groups that need the most attention this offseason, and we're going to look at all the top, well, the top three receivers in this draft that the Bears could target. We're going to get to all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bears Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bears news and content. What's going on, Bears fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bears Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. I'm the host here, Hayes, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Shy Bears Central on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into this content. So I want to start off right off the top. That The top three quarterbacks in this draft have now announced that they will not be throwing at the draft combine. They're going to be more focused towards their pro days. And, you know, some of the reactions to this that I saw, literally just what, what did you guys think were going to happen? Me, me C.W. and Bobby literally told you guys that this was going to be the outcome in yesterday's live stream. Now, I know everybody didn't watch that. It is what it is there. But it's not shocking at all that the top three quarterbacks who all are, are kind of sl- slated to be where they're going to be are not going to throw at this draft combat. It really couldn't do nothing but potentially hurt, even though I don't think it's really going to hurt these guys at all. But I do think that, I mean, what? When you look at Caleb Williams, Drake May, Jaden Daniels, These teams know they're going to all have their pro days, which is a more controlled environment for them so that they can look the best in. Teams already kind of have so much information and knowledge out on them as well. It's not really surprising, at least in my opinion and from my view, that these guys are deciding not to throw at the draft combine. And really, the outrage over it really shouldn't be that much of an outrage. At at, at the end of the day, it just shouldn't be. Like, there's still the teams that are interested and are in position to draft these guys are still going to have more than enough interviews, more than enough sit-downs, pro days. They're going to get more than enough opportunity to really talk to and look at these guys and potentially what they can be for their teams that them not throwing at a draft day isn't that really big of a deal. Now, Marvin Harrison Jr., also the top wideout prospect in this draft, is also slated to not, to not uh, really do much at this draft combine as well. And that's not too shocking either. You know, uh, he, he's kind of cemented. You know, we know what Marvin Harrison Jr. is. He is he is probably the one generational talent in this draft. And you can take away from that what you will, but that's that's the view on it. And so, you know, it, it's not too shocking that these guys aren't going to work out a whole hell of a lot. At least it's not to me. Uh, you know, it, it, you can take from that what you will. Uh, you know, some people asking, hey, well, are they afraid they're going to move up, move down? There's tons of questions about about these guys already and, and, and data out. You know, even yesterday there was a report about uh, Caleb Williams and his leadership being uh, one of the reasons why the Bears should steer clear for, from him. We told you guys. We're now in that process, right? Leading up to this draft combine, there was so much talk about uh, Justin Fields versus Caleb Williams. Now you're going to see the reverse of that. You're going to see more of Jaden Daniels, Drake May. You're going to see some of Marvin Harrison and who's the true generational between him. You're going to see a lot of talk between now and the draft. And, and you know, so it's not to say that some of it doesn't have validity because it, it does, and there are conversations that need to be had around these players, and that's what this is all for. Make no mistake about it. But 
there's no real shock for me at all in regards to um you know the, the no the top players in this draft not work not not doing much of the draft combine it's just not this it's kind of kind of not what the draft combine is for anymore i get it spirit of competition yes the raw raw nature we would love to say these guys are going to come out in the combine they're going to shock and awe and try to make sure that everybody knows why they're the best talent in this draft but at the end of the day, these are investments, and these players are now way more smarter and in tune with the business aspect of it than ever before. And because of that, they're going to be a little bit more protective of that in the conversation around them. So that's their their way of controlling it, right? And, you know, we'll see. Like I said, pro days are going to be the biggest thing anyway to hear what comes out of those pro days. You kind of hear more details about that specific player because I tell you what, if you create a perfect environment and a player doesn't look bright in that, right, or there's still questions in that, that's when you start really kind of looking at stuff. And the nitpicky nature of this whole time period, it's going to be there. It's going to be there for a while. But with that said, I want to kind of move on and transition from that. Peter King had his retirement article yesterday. And in that, definitely threw some Bears fans for a loop. He said this, I suppose the Bears are going to take the top pick. I know nothing, but that seems to be the way uh, that are going to trade the top pick. I know nothing, but it seems that way. That's That's the way the wind is blowing. What I say, the Bears could keep Justin Fields and should and trade the first pick down once or twice and build the kind of supporting cast a team needs to contend. Now, this saying isn't anything that we haven't said. Is it nothing that you haven't heard from us or other people? And the thing of it is that, you know, people, of course, that are on one side of the totem pole or, or another when it comes down to either you're a Justin fan or a Caleb guy, whatever it is, I, I for one think we should be Bears fans first, but hey, it is what it is, right? When it comes down to that, you, you you get reactions from people. It, it, let's, for example, if Peter King would have wrote this article and said, I absolutely think the Bears should take Kayla Williams, the Justin people would have been up in arms. Because of the way that he wrote this article, of course, it sent people who really didn't stop to comprehend, of course, attacking Peter King, things like that. You're in the national media, that comes with the territory, right? But said he, specifically, the second sentence starts off with, I know nothing. So anybody taken from this to, to try to create, up the, create these think pieces, you guys know, I try to call it down the middle. I've said the same thing when people say, oh, we absolutely know the Bears are dra drafting Caleb. The same way, the Bear anybody who says, we absolutely know the Bears are keeping Justin Fields, there are a, a mountain of reasons you can write and, and valid reasons you can write for going either direction, right? And Peter King, for his credit, has been the, has been the same about the Bears and trading down from the number one overall pick basically since this whole conversation started. He just has been. He's been the exact same, much like I gave Brad Biggs, even in my, my jokes towards him, credit that his opinion has not changed on the Bears taking uh, Caleb Williams and moving on from Justin Fields. I got to give that same thing to Peter King. His opinion has not swayed on this at all. He's been very consistent in the way that he talks about this scenario and situations and how he thinks the Bears should play it. But just like with everyone else, it's their opinion. It's they, them looking and surveying the situation and giving what they their thoughts on it are. And that's not to say he didn't present it as a way like he has the inside edge. Somebody has told him something that, you know, nobody else knows or, or anything like that. This was merely his thoughts and his opinion on what he feels the Chicago Bears should do with that number one overall pick. And you can't knock him for it. Everybody has their opinion on it, whether you agree with it or disagree with it. Like I said, agreeance and understanding are two very different things. I disagree with some of the things C-Dub says here. He disagrees with me, but I usually understand it. Same thing with the Caleb and Justin debate. I have my opinion on what I would like to see the Bears do as far as build the team out, give Justin Fields a chance with a better offensive coordinator, better weapons, be better protection, and then let's see what we have in Justin. But I can understand 
anyone who who says or looks at it like, well, hey, Justin's had his time. We have an opportunity now to take a damn good player in Caleb Williams or anybody else in this draft. We should probably take that because we've seen the Justin thing, and we think that this that these other guys have a better chance at hitting their potential. I can understand where that where that's rooted in. Don't have to agree with it, but I can definitely understand where it's rooted in, and that's where it comes down to. And this whole discourse between Bears fans, Bears content creators, like this whole thing, I'm just ready for it to be over with. You, you, you remember at the start of last season, we were talking to other Bears content creators and we were just excited for this. I'm just ready to get back to that, right? I'm over this, this, this quarterback debate to a degree and the fact of everybody attacking each other one way or another. Like, and that's not to stand on a high horse. Don't get me wrong. I have my opinions where I absolutely, absolutely go completely in on, right? So I understand that, but it's like, we got to get to a point of like, it just, listen, the, the Bears are going to make the decision that they feel is the best decision. And they are evaluating every single option. And they're going to be doing that up until they make a decision. Some people have you think that the Bears may already have that decision in place. And we could see the results of that as early as the next couple of weeks. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that, but we'll see what ends up coming down. Once the Bears make their decision at that point, it's not about and. I can't wait because you know what's going to happen. It's going to be the think pieces on why the Bears are wrong. That's going to happen all throughout the season. How that may happen years from now as people watch the development of either Justin Fields or Caleb Williams or whoever goes where, right? But I think when it comes down to it, once the Bears make their decision at that point, let's focus on how we build that version of the team out so that we can be the most successful that we can be. And that's the most important part of all of this is whatever decision you make, get it right and then build your team. And that's my thought process on it. But in building the team, we also have to look at what are the weakest positions or the positions that need the most attention uh, for the for the Chicago Bears upcoming. And, you know, first up, everyone's going to talk about, we all know, the offensive line, specifically that center position, maybe some depth at tackle, maybe even a tackle to help push Braxton Jones for that starting tackle position is what a lot of people want to see as well. But the offensive line still needs tweaks. We know we made it. We brought in Nate Davis. We drafted Darnell Wright. Nate Davis had his moments of looking good. You want him to stay healthy so we can have a full season of evaluation on him. But either way, we need depth, and we need a center, and we need them ASAP. And so, you know, how the Bears address that, whether it's free agency or the draft, I definitely think that the, that the offensive line definitely deserves to go on this list of the weakest position groups. I talked about the strongest position groups, specifically on the defensive side of the ball, because I think that's a little bit more clarity. But the, the offensive line definitely has some weaknesses in it that we need to address meaningfully this offseason. Next up, the wide receiver position. Now, while we have a stud in wide receiver in in um, DJ Moore, we got questions around it. We don't know what Darnell uh, Mooney's future is going to be. We don't know how the Bears view Tyler Scott. Equinami is St. Brown. We don't know. But overall, while we have that stud in DJ Moore, we need another one. At least, at the very least, we need another one, and we need to find some, some things for the slot in that time as well. Now, I'm going to talk about the way that the Bears could go in the draft with this, but either way, the Bears have an opportunity to either address it in free agency or in the draft or a combination of both. Now, I do think if the Bears go after some of the bigger name free agents like a Mike Evans or T. Higgins that, you know, like C-Dub has brought out, if they do, it's I, I think that that means they're going to if, if they do draft a wide receiver, it'll be later in the draft. But that could tell you what their plans are then. But then you also have um, other wide receivers. You got Josh Reynolds, Michael Thomas, DJ Shark, right? These are guys as well that the Bears could go after while still drafting another wideout and, and really fleshing out the weapons for whoever that quarterback is next season. And there's, don't overlook the option of bringing Darnell Mooney back as well, especially if you do take a wide receiver with one of your first-round picks or whatever you get in a trade if you do trade it. so But the wide receiver is definitely a position group 
that needs to be addressed, and I think especially in Shane Waldron's offense, how he likes to spread that ball out, it's even more tantamount for the Chicago Bears that they go ahead and they they address that position. That's definitely one. And then next up, defensive back. And there's a couple of reasons why the defensive back is a position group that I put here, even though it was definitely in my list of one of the strongest ones, but I do think it needs to be addressed because you lost Eddie Jackson. You could l- l- lose Jalen Johnson. If you re-sign Jalen Johnson, your corners, doom, they're solidified. You ain't got to worry about it. But we still do need a safety in here to replace Eddie Jackson, and that's something that the Bears really have to focus on um, in this upcoming offseason as well. So that's kind of the, the, the position groups that I, that I see. That's not to say that the only ones. I do think running back could be addressed maybe in a way in the draft potentially. I don't think they're going to go after and spend, spend big money in a, in a running back in free agency. Tight end, we do need another uh, tight end out there because the two that we had in Robert Tanyan and Mercedes Lewis are probably not going to be back this season. And so you need another tight end out there with Cole Komet. Again, especially in Shane Waldron's system, you want that a lot as well. And then the defensive line. We definitely got to do some work on that defensive line as well. I don't want to overlook that position group in this uh, either because we know the depth that we need there. And especially with Eric Washington, he's a defensive coach that likes to really rotate and keep that defensive line as fresh as possible. So the more depth that you can get there, I think it's going to be better off for the for the game planning that your defensive coordinator is absolutely going to do, even while Matt Eberflus is calling those plays. So let me know what you guys think on that down below. Now, with that said, say we're going to start doing some draft coverage here, especially with the draft combine starting. And wide receiver is a position that a lot of Bears fans talk about. I think everybody kind of knows that the Bears need to address it. You have some fans that think, go out there and get you a vet. You have some fans that think, get you your quarterback and your wide receiver in the first round. Get you your offensive lineman and your, and your uh, wide receiver in the first round, whatever it is, right? But there are three wide receivers. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card Bill. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer in this draft, and a fourth one also in Brian Thomas Jr., who I think stand out head and shoulders above the rest of the class. Now, you can still get some quality wideouts in this draft, absolutely. I want to be clear on that. But when you look at it overall, you have Marvin Harrison Jr. first, right, who you guys know, I think that he is the true generational talent in this draft, and if the Bears can walk away with him uh, for whatever it takes, uh, you're not going to hate that. Out of three years in collegiate football, he had 2,613 yards um, in that time, and he had 31 touchdowns, and those numbers don't really. The people who compare Marvin Harrison Jr.'s numbers to like a Rome or whatever else, I think are missing the fact of watching the football games. Marvin Harrison Jr. was the offense for the Ohio State Buckeyes for so many times last season, and he had a quarterback in McCord that was just absolutely trash. When you pair to that, the fact that he'll be 22 years old, by the time of the start, the season starting, this is a guy at 6'4", 205 pounds, that if you walk away with Marvin Harrison Jr., you add him to DJ Moore, you don't have to worry about your at least your top two wideouts for quite a while. 
but there are still other players in this draft outside of Marvin Harrison Jr. that definitely deserve a look. First up, Malik Neighbors as well. And again, this is if the Bears decide to go wide receiver with one of their first round picks, but Malik Neighbors is another beat. Now, I don't put him up there with a Marvin Harrison Jr., even in comparing their numbers because it's more than just numbers, but for what it's worth, 3,000 yards over his three years in college football, 21 touchdowns he's had. He also has 21 yards rushing. Don't expect him to be used in the rushing game a lot in the NFL level. But this is another guy, big target, six foot, 200 pounds. This guy's 20 years old. He'll be 21 years old when the season starts. I think maybe it's a little bit after the season starts, but this guy is a monster. And when you look at his ability to catch the ball and, and, and his route running is elite. And that is something that definitely can help, especially in Shane Waldron's offense. That's something that you just don't overlook, right? And Malik Neighbors has that ability to be that big-time passing down, and he catches the ball in, in coverage a lot, very well, right, even when contested. And I like Malik Neighbors and, the, and, the, and the, uh, the, the, what he could bring to the Chicago Bears team that we absolutely need. And the next one, Ro, uh, Rome Odunze, right? I think that's how you pronounce his name. I'm probably am murdering it. 6'3", 215 pounds, 21 years old. This guy is slated to actually go to the Chicago Bears ninth in a lot of mock drafts. When you look at it, when you look at his four years in college football, 3,272 yards, 24 touchdowns. Uh, and this is a guy who's just, listen, a big target with big hands. He goes out there and gets it. He's physical as well, can break some tackles. And if you get if he gets in the open field, listen, he's not the quickest, but he has enough speed to where it's going to be difficult for a lot of teams to catch up with him if you can get him in the potential of lining him up with DJ Moore, and then if you get a, a quick wide out in that slot, man, listen here. That, that is where things can really start taking off uh, for him. And I, and I really like all three of these guys. And I, I, while I have my favorite in Marvin Harrison Jr., again, as most of you guys know, I am a, a, a Ohio State Buckeye fan. But if you look at this guy and what he brings in, man, you really can't deny the overall talent this guy has. This guy has talent, talent a lot of it. And he's a guy that shapes up to be a big to make a big impact uh in in the game of football. And while I like I said I don't necessarily have him up there uh with a Marvin Harrison Jr. I know some people do put him up there. This guy's a monster. And I don't think that you can really overlook the the impact that he could have at the NFL level and listen, I I'm telling you right now. This is a guy that if you if the Bears do get him, while I like I said I have my favorites that I would like the Bears to go out there and get, but if the Bears do get this guy, you listen, like like I said, route running Ability to go downfield with the speed. The control over his body is crazy. After the run, after catch, yak, he's going to eat that yak uh, up. So those are things that I really uh, like him. The double, double coverage is something that he has a little bit of issue with overall. But outside of that, I'm not saying he's the perfect uh, prospect or anything like that, but he's a damn good one. And uh, again, so those are kind of the three wideouts that I think if the Bears do go num uh, draft with one of their first round picks with the wide receiver, you can't really go wrong with any of these guys. I do think that you have your, your one in Marvin Harrison Jr. that's going to be head and shoulders above the rest, but you're really not going wrong with drafting either three of those guys. Now, those are just with the first round pick. We'll have some other wide receiver options in the draft and things as things go forward, but that's just what kind of where I wanted to start it off is talk about that wide receiver position and how the Chicago Bears could attack that. And like I said, if they do get a, another pick in that draft or whatever, uh, they could look to go uh, Brian Thomas as well, depending on what happens and where they fall. But Brian Thomas, to me, he, he's not at the same caliber of those other players, but he does have a lot of promise as well. But let me know what you guys think on that down below. Now, with that said, we got two voicemails we're going to play today. Let's get into this first one. This one's from Gold. Boy, to do, Bobby and C-Dub. Hey, this is your boy, Gold Blue, from the 901 area. I was just calling in regards, man. Just 
want to touch bases on the free agency. And I know I'm like C-Dub, man. I, I don't like ops. I don't want them to associate themselves with ops. But if they did, there's only one particular pl- per- person, player, that I would love to have on that squad, and that's Darnell Savage, man. I've watched Darnell Savage ever since Maryland, man. And he, when y'all use the reference to Eddie Jackson being a ball hawk, Eddie Jackson is not a ball hawk. Darnell Savage is a ball hawk. He'll dislodge that ball. He take the right angles. He know he 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 he, he know his reads. He 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 don't. I've never really rarely seen him get beat. But Darnell Savage would be the only op that I would take. And I was listening once upon a time to Pat design the show. I love Pat. Sometimes I'd be like, man, what the hell are you talking about, man? You know, uh, I think Pete Kidd, one of them made mention of what about Tyree Stevenson playing free safety? And, you know, and you know, Pat was like, well, nah, I don't think he could because, you know, he had to learn a whole other scheme, this, that, and the third. But in reality, at the end of the day, man, you, you playing quarters, you play zones, you play over, you play on the bottom line being a free safety is that you do not let nobody get past you. And I played this level of football at a high level. I, even though y'all don't respect the Canadian League, we was about that. You asked Chad Ochocinco, we was about that. So there was a lot of talent over there. But I'm I, watching Tyree Stevenson, and when he made that comment, the more that I watch him, because he's real handsy on the line, will create a better position, I think, for him to be a free safety. But I know they're not going to go that route, but I would love it, you know, personally. Terrell Smith, I watched him in Minnesota. The thing about Terrell Smith, he, he has a injury history. I don't know if y'all guys know that or not, but, it, you know, he, he stayed hurt a lot. And that was the one knock on him with me as far as, you know, if, if we were to move on from Jalen Johnson, which I hope we don't, but if we do, it's some, it's, it's some, it's some nice corners out there. That guy, that guy that played in the championship against Michigan and uh, Washington corner, for some odd reason, Washington and Utah, the Pac-10 can produce some good corners. But, you know, I would I would prefer they sign or, or I don't want them to really franchise tag Jalen. But, you know, if they did any franchise tag, and I would rather for them to do uh, uh, Tevin Jenkins. Listen, Darnell Savage as a, as a target, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hate it all. I know we do have the thing of no ops, and I don't really want any more Packers or Cheeseheads on this team. But when you look at the guy, he's, he's a solid enough uh, uh, safety right now. There's some injury concerns there. He's 5'11", 198 pounds, and you said that he's a ball hawk. He has nine interceptions over the course of his five-year NFL career, which isn't crazy. No, no interceptions last year, one the year before that. He had two, four, and two his first three three years in the league, but it's been kind of quiet since then. But I do like the dude's talent. I just think, personally, I'd rather go Jaden Hicks. But, but Savage, if the Bears were to go after him and sign him, I wouldn't necessarily hate it except for the fact that he is an op. Now, as far as moving Tyreek Stevenson to the safety. We actually did talk about that here at Chicago Bears Central. And to me, you know, why move him? He's, he's showing a, a ability and a propensity to be great at that cornerback position and things. I don't want to move him. I want to go out and get an actual safety that's used to playing that position. I don't want to get to moving players around to fill needs, maybe in like some specialty lineups, things like that. But I'm really not for moving players around and, and, and just to fill a need, right, when, when they are excelling in their role as that starting cornerback opposite of, of Jalen Johnson, especially if Jalen Johnson moves, you definitely don't want to move that. Now, as far as Terrell Smith, he does have an injury history, but I think that's why as a depth corner for the Chicago Bears, he brings everything that we need, right? And he can start at times, right? He really shined when he got that one start. So I think that that's what, how I view it at. But listen, you can't go wrong, right? 
And Terrell Smith, I think the injury allegations, he does have a chance to beat that, but that we've seen players beat it at the NFL level before, and let's see if he can be one that can do it. All right, let's get into this last voicemail. This one's from Fred. Hey, yo, hey, what up, man? Cognac boys, what it do? Bobby C. Dug, Cowboys, Steve-O, man. Hey, I think it's time for Cap to do shut the hell up, man, because Cap, he be, he be double-backing on a lot of a lot of shit, man. One minute he, he, he say this, one minute he say the next. Just like Alex Brown. Alex Brown be doubling back on what he be, you know what I'm saying, talking about Justin Fields. Now, this ain't even about, you know what I'm saying, them two uh, retards. This is about the Bears, man, what the Bears should do. Like, me personally, if I had that number one overall pick, I'm trading that pick, and I'm policing, you know what I'm saying, Washington. Let them have Caleb Williams. Let us get them two second-round picks, the ones we traded to them and the one they got. And get a, get a first round for next year, and let me get Deron Payne about y'all because they have two NBA guys. They don't know how the NFL trade works. Well, really three because they got Magic Part owner and two NBA guys. One that's a GM, and I think uh, another one might be a president or something, or whatever. But if I'm if I'm Ryan Poles, if he's a smart man, which I know he is, hell yeah, trade that number one pick, man. Get get hella pissed because you're building your team, like you said. You're building you building the team. You're building the championship team. That's how I know that most teams are done, either through free agency or through the draft. So I think the Bears should go ahead, get a tackle, get a center, get some two backup guards that can fill in just in case Tammy Jenkins or Nate Davis go down. Well, of course, we all know Nate Davis don't like to practice anyway. And, and see, that's the, that's the problem right there. You know what I'm saying? To me, I think that's going to be a, 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 a con for that because he don't like to practice. Like, we don't need nobody on the team that don't like to practice. We go ahead, we get us a defensive end, a safety, get us some backup defensive end and, and deep tackles, you know what I'm saying, to keep that defense, defensive line fresh, and we good, you know what I'm saying? Because I think the Chicago Bears is going to be a playoff team come next season, and people better watch out because we're we going to be taking names and kicking ass, you know what I'm saying? Especially, you know what I'm saying, with Justin Fields. And everybody took that in that, uh, that media, that interview uh, that uh, Shane Walton had, him and Eric Williams had, and they taking it like, Oh, Justin's not going to be here, and they be trying to like you know get get Shane Walters to up to say something. Well, Shane playing it cool, you know what I'm saying as well. So he's not saying nothing. I believe Justin Fields do be this quarterback of this Bears team, and he does have an MVP type of season next season. So, so let me know what you think, fellas. Chicago up, better out of nothing. Cap needs to shut the, you guys. You you know how I feel about David Kaplan. I I'm I'm done. Stop the cap. It is what it is. Uh, but trading the number one pick. Listen, there are there are more than enough reasons on why to trade the number one overall pick. There's more than enough reasons to take it, right, depending on on what how you view things. So when it comes down to it, I'm, if I trust Ryan Poles like I think it, and even with you saying he's a smart guy, then I'm going to trust his decision. And let's see how it works out over years and time to see if it ends up being the right decision for the Chicago Bears team. Just get this Bears team to winning. That's it. It's all about winning. Make the right and proper decisions to make this a winning franchise that can contend. That's what we want to see. And, yeah, as far as the coaching staff, yeah, they're not going to show their hand. Everybody is all simpatico on this. They're all in synergy. They all are on the same wavelength. They are not going to reveal their hands, not Ryan Poles, not any of the coaches, not until it's done. And then they're going to get to work on developing whoever it is who's the quarterback. But, guys, thank you for leaving those voicemails. I'll tell you guys in a second how you guys can leave voicemails on each and every episode. Make sure you're following the show at Shy Bear Central. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, ChicagoBearsCentral@gmail.com, and then lastly, if you want to leave a text message and or voicemail, like you heard on today's mailbag, number to do so: seven seven three two four two nine three three six. We are 
the number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related thanks to you guys. And like I like to end every episode on, Chi Town up, but bear down. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.